Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Creating Change. My name is Jillian Walsh, and I'm a registered dietitian as well as a registered psychotherapist qualifying here in Canada. And today I'm here to talk to you about a really tricky subject, which is all about social media in eating disorder recovery. Now, to be honest, I may get shadow banned for this because I'm not quite sure how it is or how it works in the YouTube world around talking about other social media platforms. So we'll see, maybe nobody will see this, but regardless, I really wanna talk about it. In my sessions every single day, what keeps coming up is the use of different social media apps by children and adolescents, mostly, you know, youth. And because of the recent global pandemic, what's happening is that everyone has been turning to their screens. It's a way to distract, it's a way to cope, it's a way to fill all of this free time that we didn't have before. You know, especially during these lockdown periods, there's not much else we can do. So of course, everybody is turning to their phones, their computers, their tablets. It makes sense, right? Now the tricky thing is, is that the global pandemic kind of aligned with the pop-up of a new social media app. Um, I don't know if I can say it. I'm gonna, you know, I'll call it what the parents call it, Tic Tac. So this app really gained popularity at the beginning of the global pandemic, you know, about spring, early spring of last year. And I mean, I didn't necessarily jump right on the trend right away, but as my patients and my clients started talking more about it and telling me like, hey, I'm spending three, four, five, six, eight hours a day on this app because it entertains me and it's something that distracts me from all the chaos that's going around in the world right now. So I said, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But the more I spent with my clients and the more I asked questions about these social media apps, especially this one in particular, it has a little bit of a different culture. For example, different apps such as Facebook and Instagram, they have the capacity or, you know, it seems to be what it's used for is to connect with our peers. It's to connect with family members. It is to stay in touch with our friends. And, you know, it really seems to enhance that sense of social connection, which I encourage. I think that's something that we really should be relying on as much as possible during this global pandemic where social connection is so hard to get right now. But this other app, TikTok, you know, TikTok, it's, a little bit different because it doesn't seem like most people are following their peers. Instead, they're hanging out on this FYP or the For You page. And what this page is, is it's actually curated for you. And it takes data from everywhere in your phone, not just the app, which is so important for you to understand. What this means is that the app can communicate with other apps in your phone, especially your internet or your search engine and it can actually see what you've been searching, what websites you've been spending time on, where you've been hanging out virtually online, and it curates your For You page just for that. So for example, if you're on Google and you're searching how to get help for my eating disorder, then the For You page is going to adjust to show you a lot of videos with the hashtag ED or hashtag EDTikTok or different things along those lines. Now, the tricky thing is, is that as an eating disorder specialist, I said, I need to see what these, you know, children and youth, what my clients are seeing on this app. So I went and I followed these hashtags ED and hashtag ED TikTok. And it broke my heart to see that over 34 million videos were tagged 
ED TikTok. In other words, eating disorder TikTok. And while some of these can be inspirational, they can be motivating, they can be helpful, a lot of them aren't. A lot of them can have misinformation. It can be triggering. It can be very, very dangerous. And unfortunately, as a user, you can't control what is popping up on your For You page. Yes, you can say, hey, I'm not interested, don't show me this again, but it's really, really tricky because until you've actually consumed that content, you can't actually turn it off or avoid it. So what's happening is a lot of clients and those folks you know, generally who are living with eating disorders are being influenced by other eating disorder individuals or other eating disorder brains. And of course, when we think about an eating disorder brain, it stays strong when it gets power. It stays strong when it has influence. So imagine how strong your eating disorder brain can get when it's actually being directly corresponded or communicated with by another eating disorder brain. It gets really, really tricky. And to be honest, I don't know if this is what's influenced or that's led to this recent uptick in eating disorders, but I'm suspicious. You know, the timeline lines up. Maybe it is a contributing factor. We don't know yet. I haven't seen any of the research that's coming out around it, but I'm staying tuned because I'm very interested to see if we can pinpoint what has had this detrimental impact on eating disorders in 2020, 2021. So the take home message here today is if you're a parent of a child with a phone, be curious, look and see or ask them, hey, what are you doing on there? What are you spending your time on? Most likely it is TikTok or Instagram or maybe Snapchat or Facebook, but I hear that the Gen X folks don't really hang out on Facebook. That's more of like the millennials, but I digress. The tricky thing is, is that as a parent, you really need to know the information that they're consuming. So I encourage you, go check out TikTok, go check out Instagram, follow these tags, follow hashtag ED, hashtag ED TikTok, and start to consume some of this content as a mature, you know, stable parent and help yourself understand the sort of information your child is consuming. From there, I've gotten a lot of questions from parents around, do I ban it? Do I block it so that they simply can't access this app? And to be honest, I totally understand that approach. It makes sense to just cut it at the source. So absolutely, that's an option. But I also encourage parents to consider an alternative option. And that is trying to build up resilience trying to teach the child critical thinking skills so that they build that inherent skill set around being more safe, being more cautious about what content they're consuming on the internet. I think this is much better in terms of building up their resilience and building up their experience and it helps them become more independent in keeping themselves safe growing up because I think social media is here to stay. And there's a lot of influences that can come through that portal. So why not build up their capacity in that sense and help them build up the ability to decipher what is helpful information, what is harmful information. Maybe also decipher what's accurate, what's inaccurate. And ideally, just help them develop a more critical lens when they're spending a lot of time consuming this information. And of course, I always encourage folks to consider reducing their screen time. 
Is there anything else that we can introduce into their repertoire of coping skills? You know, outside of scrolling to help them distract, is there mastery? Is there more creative outlets that they can introduce? I get it. We're in a lockdown. There's not much opportunity to get outside or to engage in group activities. But maybe there's something little like knitting or arts and crafts that can be introduced just as another outlet and an alternative option to social media. I'm just curious, you know, give it a shot. See if anything changes. See how the eating disorder brain reacts. Maybe it is a little bit better. Maybe things feel a little bit calmer and less intrusive. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? What else do we have to lose right now? What I keep saying to, to folks of all ages is we're in lockdown. What a great time to try and recover from an eating disorder. You're not missing out on much else anyway. So let that be the takeaway today. If not now, then when? If you want some more information, you can head to our website. There's gonna be a blog on this in the next few weeks. Um, and as always, there's lots of free resources on our website. You can head to changecreatechange.com. These episodes come out weekly, so you'll see me here every Monday, um, you know, around midday. And I love to hear what you folks think. So drop a comment in the box below. If you want to be alerted for the next episodes, just turn on the bell and always subscribe. That helps me know that people are out there, you folks are listening, and it really gives me the boost to keep recording and trying to help other folks just like you. All right. Thanks for being here. Mm -hmm.